Geico presents, oh, uh, not again, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, man, so I was in a rush to get to work and I left the back door open. Could you shut it? I left it wide open. Uh, while you're there, could you also turn off the oven and all of the burners? <laughs> My mom never let me use the oven. I wonder why. <laughs> The GEICO Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if it's your roommate's first time operating an oven. Visit GEICO.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Contour from Cox has all your favorites, all in one place. And with the Contour Remote, you can use your voice to find them on live TV, on demand, and streaming apps like Netflix, Prime Video, and more. See Cox.com for details. Hey, everyone. Hello. Just wanted to throw a little disclaimer on this episode. It is a hot takes episode, and we just want to make it very clear that for the hot takes episodes, we are not trying to be academics. Nope. <laughs> so the hot takes should be a little uh, notation to you that we're not trying to teach people anything. We're just kind of having relaxed conversation with each other, sometimes with friends. Sometimes it involves academic research and research, stuff. but many times it's really just a chill hangout. A chill time. This is four friends having a late night convo about conspiracy theories. It is entertainment purposes only and i think it's pretty clear you know where we stand throughout the episode but we're not conspiracy theorists yeah. and uh and we're downright offended by some of these conspiracy <laughs> theories so please don't think that us talking about it is a way of trying to legitimize it all um it's literally late night fun conversation between pals i think it, it's a fun episode and i hope you guys enjoy it but Episodes like Hot Takes episodes, they are really just entertainment, relaxed chats for people that want to hear us talk about things other than art history. Just things we find interesting and like talking about. So enjoy. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. From Hot takes. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Corey. I'm Ginny. I'm Natalie. And we are the Art History Babes. We have another very special guest for you all today. Our good friend, Paul. You just flew in from Hi. Mars. <laughs> I'm Paul. Paul is here today to join us on our Hot Takes Conspiracy Theory. Hot Takes. Hot Takes. Episode. Yes. He is our resident conspiracy theory expert. <laughs> he knows some things. He knows some things no one else knows. Yeah, I know things that they don't want you to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but before we dive into that, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, sure. Um, I'm a graphic designer. I guess I'm an artist <laughs> in some capacity. <laughs> He's a very good graphic designer. Yeah. Selling himself short. <laughs> Above all, I'm your friend. Oh, that was nice. Oh, that's very true. That was nice. <laughs> so we will we'll link uh, Paul's stuff onto our sources so you can see what a oh, talented wow. graphic designer he is. But as we said today, we're I mean we're gonna we're gonna connect things to art because conspiracy theories are a 
very broad topic. There's yes. an insane amount to talk about. You could have a whole podcast on it. In fact, many people do. <laughs> there yes. are multiple, multiple podcasts dedicated entirely to conspiracy theories. But we're just going to have a fun go of it and talk about some of our favorites. And make. there's a few that have very clear connections to uh, visual art. So we're going to dive into those a little bit for you. But mostly, as we've talked about before, these hot takes episodes are just an excuse for us to talk about shit that we like to talk about. So here we are doing that. Without further ado, let's talk about some conspiracy theories. So, okay, before we get into the crazy ones that Paul (laughs) believes... (laughs) I was going to say, let's hope Paul doesn't believe in this next one. Um, Yeah, there are many people that deny the Holocaust happened. Yep, there are. And they call themselves revisionists. Ah, yes. Yeah. Ah, yes. More sophisticated than deniers. And they're actually like, well, okay, first of all, let me just say they're fucking idiots, but they're actually pretty sophisticated in the way that they operate because that's that's all like good conspiracy theorists. Like that's why they get as far as they do is because they can talk about what they think in a sophisticated manner. Yeah, I guess I don't have a ton of experience with conspiracy theorists, but yeah, this one just kind of shocked me because they're academics like these are people publishing books and this one guy just wait anyway okay just wait yeah so they call themselves revisionists and they're out to revise history really they're just anti-semites looking to change the narrative and make a more pro-nazi narrative popular a lot of them are academics and they're really good at appearing legitimate they have their own journal and they founded an institute and there's a publisher out there. I forgot. I wish I had written down the name, but there's a publisher who Amazon recently banned all their books just last year. So that's nice. good, but it took okay. a while. <laughs> it does kind of take a while with Amazon. Yeah. I remember there was a whole thing. I get them trying to maybe be a little bit like open, you know, like free speech. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I understand still, the debate, yeah, yeah, yeah. these people, you guys. I mean, I feel you. I'm like free speech, too. But some people. Oh, no, I'm not saying. The fucking yeah, line, you know? I think this is definitely a hard line. Um, so I'm glad Amazon did end up doing that. Um, so w- in my research, I found this uh, essay called A Brief Introduction to Holocaust Revisionism. And in my naive mind, I assumed it was a historian writing about revisionists. Like, look at these idiots. No, no, no. This guy is a revisionist. He also is a professor of electrical engineering at Northwestern. He still works there. Whoa. He works at Northwestern? Yep. That's disturbing. Oh, yeah. He's still employed. Oh. Yeah. So his name is Arthur R. Butts. Butts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it actually gets good there. So he wrote this um, essay, and it's just ridiculous. Um, his I got to read you the first paragraph because it's... I see three principal reasons for the widespread but erroneous belief in the legend of millions of Jews killed by the Germans during World War II. U.S. and British troops found horrible piles of corpses in the West German camps they captured in 1945, e.g. Dachau and Belsen. There are no longer large communities of of Jews in Poland, and historians generally support the legend. Historians generally support the legend. He calls it a legend and a myth like all throughout this. They basically, he says that in Germany, they were fighting typhus at the time. And so that's why they closed borders. And um, that's why they had people shave their hair and all of that when they first came in because of typhus. They didn't want it spreading. Yep. And so then in that nature, the allies actually caused the widespread death because they bombed um, the Germans 
like food sources and roads and so they couldn't care for the people at the camps anymore the people at the camps were not (laughs) yeah you guys so yeah they're blaming the allies for that um the final solution that he says was never to exterminate the jews yep yep says that oh and hey other guys wanted to move jews too yep he says the russians were then he says they were moving them just relocating Wow. Oh, and there's literally zero footnotes, you guys. Zero citations. Of course. There's yeah. nothing. He discredits witnesses and survivors. And one of his biggest arguments is saying he basically uses the argument that how could no one stop this if it was actually happening? So he turns it on his head on its what? head and somehow acts like if this were really happening, people would have known. People did know. Yeah, everyone knew. Exactly. <laughs> so it, it was. Yeah, it was. Everyone was well aware. Which is one know. of the main arguments. This is my favorite mm-hmm. thing I found on the internet. It's called responses to revisionist arguments. Anyway, Simon Wiesenthal. He's awesome. I actually cited him in my thesis, and he's a Holocaust survivor and mm-hmm. historian and author. And yeah, he's he's awesome. Yeah, so he just literally goes by point by point in response to everything that the revisionist says. Boom. Revisionists nice. say encounters all of it. But this guy, yeah, this Butts man, Arthur <laughs> Butts, he wrote a book called Get Ready for This. God. The Hoax of the 20th Century, semicolon, The Case Against the Presumed Extermination of European Jewry. Wow. And Amazon carried this until last year. Yikes. So they don't sell it anymore, but the reviews are still up. And I found this one. Also, there were a lot of people giving it five stars and writing like lengthy uh, positive reviews. Yikes. Skipped over the, a lot of those. But this one is great. One star. Complete fiction. I have firsthand experience. Coming from a family of Holocaust survivors, I have grown up hearing stories of lost relatives and heroic escapes, which enabled them to survive. I also have seen the emotional scars left behind, such as my grandmother hiding food in every closet in the home, including under the bathroom sink. This book is a work of fiction, and these claims made by Mr. Butts claim only claims only show he should get his head out of his butts. Nice one. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well done. <laughs> so good. So that at least brought me I just, some how, joy. How disconnected from reality do yeah. you have to be to write an entire book? book yes an entire book on something like this like writing a book is not an easy thing to do no matter what it's about like like how northwestern had to make a public statement i just found it yep being like no (laughs) yeah they they didn't fire him but they basically said we're embarrassed of him and his actions and he must have been tenure at that point yeah why did they fire him like because you can once you're on that tenure drag. You I'm really sorry, do a lot. but being a Holocaust oh, yeah. denier should be I an agree. exception. <laughs> I agree. Like, yeah. yeah, it was a little. Scary. I know. <laughs> like God. So my last little tidbit about these lovely people. So in 1993, Dr. Deborah E. Lipstadt wrote a book. So she is also a historian at Emory University in Atlanta. And she found out about the Holocaust deniers and very quickly, like, went to kind of look at their arguments, very quickly realized they had nothing and they were just idiots. And as a historian, she was like, the best way to combat this is to write a book on it. Yep. So she wanted to expose them, wrote a book called Denying the Holocaust, The Growing Assault on Truth and Memory. Came out in 1993. In 1996, David Irving from the UK sues her for libel. (laughs) what these guys part of her didn't want to fight it because it was just so absurd but then she basically said that i she couldn't look herself in the mirror or like look 
a Holocaust survivor or their children in the face if she like let this guy walk away technically yeah. like being right. So she fought him and they won. It took six years, but the judge found that Irving was an active Holocaust denier that he was an anti-Semitic and ra- that he is anti-Semitic and racist and that he associates with right-wing extremists who pronounce neo-Nazism. So that's good, at least. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. was also a judge that had to proclaim in, like, 81 in the United States that the Holocaust is a fact because that was wow. something that had to be <sighs> stated legally. But the good thing that came out of that is because that was his finding, no one can come into court on any pretense that the Holocaust is not real. It's just... Because it's a legal ruling. Yeah. Like, that's good. Yeah. All right, and that's all I got on these dummies. Bunch of dumbos. Bunch of dummies. Yeah. Bunch of hateful dumbos. Right? Yeah, the worst kind of. Yeah, the worst kind of dumbos. Yeah. Oh, one last thing. Oh yeah. My favorite on the list of responses is number two is that they say there's no proof that the Holocaust occurred, and his first sentence is no crime in history has been as well documented as the Holocaust. <laughs> just like <laughs> literally uh, false so yeah. yeah the most the <laughs> most false thing you could say <laughs> yeah. God. he just cut straight to the chase he was like actually all right and that's it all right <sighs> there isn't more evidence for anything basically <laughs> pretty much hey uh cory are you still wearing contacts Oh, sometimes. I'm not a big fan of contacts. I mean, for one, my glasses are kind of like part of my identity. I would agree. But two, like contacts, they can be such a pain in the neck sometimes. But I do need them for like working out Mm -hmm. and they're definitely a necessity for me. And I really appreciate Simple Contacts for making the whole contact debacle much, much easier. If you're unfamiliar with Simple Contacts, it's an incredibly convenient way to renew your contact lens prescription and reorder your favorite brand of contacts from anywhere in minutes. It's super easy. You don't need to go to the optometrist to order new contacts. You go to their website. There are a few very simple tests. Check your eyes for redness and stuff like that. Make sure you can still see with your current contacts. They have a optometrist actually check out your stuff. And then you get lenses sent to your door. So super easy. This is super convenient sounding. Yeah, it is. They have great customer service. There's always someone to talk to if there's a problem. And then in addition to saving time, it saves you money. You pay $20 for your vision test, which compared with a regular appointment, like you're looking anywhere from, you know, $50 to $200. Mm-hmm. So that's already a steal. Yep. Also, lucky for you, with our Art History Babes promo code, you can get $20 off. What? Yeah. So that $20, gone. It's off. Get $20 off of your contacts at simplecontacts.com backslash history babes. That's history babes. H-I-S-T-O-R-Y-B-A-B-E-S or enter History Babes at checkout. Just a reminder, this is not a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. This is only to check your prescription. Get $20 off of your contacts at simplecontacts.com backslash History Babes. Get some new contacts, but you still got to get your eyes checked, guys, because yeah. your prescription changes like every year. Yeah. I should know. <laughs> Corey knows. I have very trust her. Very bad vision. <laughs> Civil contacts. <laughs>
Check it out. Yeah. All right. So, what what's our next conspiracy on the on the docket? The Denver Airport. The Denver Airport. I had no idea about this, and I yeah, I'm, this, this is, is a fun a, one. To hear more. Good one. This is a good one. Do you want to take yeah, it? Paul yeah, yeah. And... Uh, in short, the Denver Airport is like the top level of a underground base, like an underground government <laughs> New World Order base. <laughs> And there are, Illuminati. Yeah. <laughs> and there are clues all over the airport, including <laughs> two very strange murals that I've seen in person. And they are, I they're will strange. admit they're very strange. <laughs> uh, I have them pulled up here. There was a painting kind of like this at my college. It was supposed to represent the Inferno. It was like Dante's Divine Comedy. Yeah. In mural. Less Interesting colorful. choice. Yeah, these are strange because I can't think of a reason why they'd be in the airport. Right? They would be in a public place or what's going on with these? Who commissioned them? And Yeah, so there's a lot of interesting art at the Denver airport. So the murals that most often get cited, I'm pulling them up right now. Leo Tanguma, that is the artist's name. And... They're kind of dark. Like, so there's one Leo Tanguma, Children of the World Dream of Peace. And there's like this uh, really creepy masked, like militant figure. And it's stabbing a dove. It does. To go back to the previous one. What was that? It does kind of look like an SS officer or something with like an (gasps) eagle on his hat. Why this is the last thing that I would ever want to see before boarding a plane. Right? Yeah. That's the thing. There's That's like, what a lot like, of people point out. It's like, yeah, our... even if there isn't anything else going on, no. Yeah. <laughs> this is not yeah. okay. It's exactly. like a, a rainforest burning with <laughs> animals dying and children. It, very apocalyptic trying to imagery. Protect the animals. Uh, <laughs> very dark apocalyptic it's just imagery. Bizarre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not... is the penguin in a box? <laughs> Why, did, why is a penguin in a box? This little boy's clutching the squirrel like his life depends on it. This little Ooh. girl looks like she's being buried alive. Oh, so does that one. What's that buffalo's head doing? Is that's, it coming out that's of That's the calmest thing in the whole painting. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, odd. these paintings are in the Denver airport, which is not, you know, I mean, like a lot of airports actually have kind of stepped up their game in terms of like avant-garde art, but like sure. this is like some dark shit. Yeah. Um, not something, yeah, you want right, to see before right. boarding a plane. Honestly, I'd rather see some Jeff Koons than this. <laughs> <laughs> That's saying a that lot. That is saying something. <laughs> so true. And then also, the sculpture outside, Blucifer, which reminded me of Goosefer. <laughs> sure does. From our George W. Bush episode. Sure does. <laughs> So Blucifer is a sculpture that's outside of the airport and it's of this creepy blue horse on its hind legs and it has like red Mm -hmm. eyes and it's big and it's in a field. So it's already, it's just creepy. The whole look of it's creepy. And it also, while making it, the sculpture itself killed the artist. Right, yeah, it fell on the artist. This is dark. It wasn't even like it fell and like killed him with the impact. It cut an art. It severed an artery in his leg, yeah. and so he bled out. Ouch. Holy fuck! Yeah, it's it's dark, man. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, and so like, why put that in front of the airport? Yeah, right. Why be like, we're gonna leave that up? You know? Like, yeah. Yeah, we'll like, just 
keep going. Kill the man, check. <laughs> Looks terrifying, check. Yeah, absolutely horrifying right. sculpture. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's something just like incredibly ominous about it. Right. You yeah, know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know anyone who was like in a position of like power in that situation like, could look at the sculpture and be like, oh, that's welcoming. Yeah. Oh, that's like, you know, so, like, yeah, super right. is legit. Yeah. Legit Imagine creepy. you're yeah. walking to your flight, you pass an SS officer killing a dove. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you see like dead children in front of a burning rainforest. And as your plane is leaving the runway, you see this terrifying blue stallion with yeah. red eyes not to mention it That's... says that their runways are shaped like a swastika yes <laughs> yes the they fuck? are so yeah and also if you've been to the denver airport it is literally in the middle of nowhere it's right like yeah super fucking it's far from denver it's yeah. very far from denver like you you have to kind of drive yes way out there and obviously, like, you're greeted by this terrifying... By nightmares. De- you're greeted by nightmares. One after another. <laughs> Honestly, is this real? Because it's a photo of Lucifer's butt. And it's got red veins. <laughs> what? <laughs> Emanating out from its butthole. <laughs> what? I don't think you can get that close to it, but... Is it real? I think at your own risk, you can real? get that close to it. Look at this. What? <laughs> oh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it is. It's Woof. a weird sculpture, and it's I a believe, weird airport. I believe it because look at the veins on his stomach. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. And I think, like, kind of speaking to the conspiracy surrounding all of this, like, imagine a mat, and we'll get a little bit more into what people think it is, but imagine it's a post-apocalyptic situation, and you, you know, like, you want to be someplace protected. I mean, this is kind of almost going back millennia, like having some kind of terrifying protector sculpture. You know what I mean? And granted, this one is absurd as shit. (laughs) Don't fuck with Colorado. (laughs) 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 For real. Also, the amount of money. So the airport in its current state, I think, was built in 94. And like $4 billion went into this airport. That's part of the conspiracy. People wonder, what would you use so much money for? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there yeah. must be more to the building that you see. Mm-hmm. That's an absurd amount yeah, of money. That's that's a Why? lot of money. And it does. It has um, a pretty complex system of underground, like an underground like train that people use to get to to flight which has a plays a great jingle by the way when you does it get in yeah there's like a little guitar thing oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but so there's like a complex like underground to this which some people have taken and kind of ran with and and said that there's like maybe like an underground city or like an underground layer or like an underground secret cia head base i have some uh info here it's twice the size of manhattan and was two billion over budget that's Whoa. quite a bit that's pretty intense over. so weird yeah there are <laughs> statues Na- of natalie looks alarmed <laughs> <laughs> wow there are uh, uh like gargoyles that jumping out of suitcases like these sculptures that are really high up uh what? there are statues of anubis damn it he's everywhere he's everywhere <laughs> It's just a little strange. Um, 
the inscription, like the dedication of the the airport that was made in 94 when the airport was being finished, it is dedicated to like, I can't remember the exact phrasing, but it's like New World mm. Airlines or New World like Air something, which is really mm. fucking weird because that's not a thing. Like it doesn't exist. Right. It's never been an actual corporation or anything involving like air travel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it has the word new world in it, which is alarming. It's so many things, though, that it's like if there is something going on, why are they provoking so much? Yeah. Like, why are they drawing so much attention? And Faith and I have a new theory (laughs) that the real underground base is at a different airport that's much more inconspicuous and you would never know and this is the distraction. Dude, if we're smart, that would be... (laughs) One of my favorite things about conspiracy theories is how the theorists, like do things with numbers like they get fixated on mm-hmm. numbers yeah so the airport was dedicated on march 19th 1994 and if you add 19 to 1994 you get 33 the highest level one can achieve in free masonry oh <laughs> oh shit that was intentional <laughs> it's always intentional <laughs> yeah so i mean it's like this is one of them that like some of the theories are pretty intense and they get pretty yeah. detailed and I some I, are really goofy. Yeah. But I've I've seen these murals in person several times and they're just bizarre. Yeah. Whole, yeah. No, undeniably so. So is Lucifer. All of it. Right. Is, yeah. There's something Definitely bizarre fucking weird about this airport. That is just a fact. I mean, I like your guys's theory that it's just like a big you know false flag basically <laughs> like a big like attempt to um to make people think something's going on when actually it isn't that would um yeah. used to say so the, used to say the uh, contractors for the airport say that the cost and size was because of an automated baggage system that is below the airport yeah, that yeah. they never got to work and that takes mm. up a huge amount of space yeah and then they just mm. apparently just like, well, After spending, you oops. know, millions of dollars, they're like, well, it just doesn't work. Like, we'll just what? leave it down there to <laughs> petrify. So yeah, that's a that's a weird one. I I do think, like, from what I've learned, that something something odd is going on is a there. Foot. Is yeah. a foot, but I don't know what it is. And I guess I don't know enough about like the Illuminati and the New World mm-hmm. Order to like <laughs> and Freemasonry to even, you know, speculate on those subjects necessarily. But I don't know. Some people think it's like going like it's gonna be like an underground safe haven for like mm-hmm. the elite when this like new world order is happening basically like when like there's a world like there's going to be a, a right. new world war or like a it'll genocide be like a city for them yeah to hide out in it'll be a city for the elite to hide in or something who knows i mean it's Whoa. twice the size of manhattan so i guess like, yeah. <laughs> it's big enough weird that's the denver airport yeah modern fertility dang i really wish i could sing because i wanted to follow that tune but i cannot sing I can't sing either, but I just, I like making little jingles. How about it, Nat? I mean, you probably thought about your next step in your career relationship, but what about planning for a baby or a metaphorical baby? Or or planning for not a baby. All of those. Totally reasonable <laughs> options. Exactly. As a woman, we kind of have to make a decision to either have or not have babies. And 
Modern Fertility is here to help with that decision making. Modern Fertility is a quick and easy hormone test you can take at home. So if you're thinking about trying for a baby or you want to know maybe what your options are for the future or or if you just want to know more information about kind of how all that works and your hormone levels and just, you know, generally be informed about your reproductive health, which is a great thing to be informed of, Modern Fertility is here to help. So I was able to take it and got my results back within like eight days pretty quick. It took me to the website where they had all my information, and I'm happy to say that nothing came back alarming. It was really easy to understand, and they use very simple language, but they also have options where you can read into the different hormones more closely. So if you do have something that may be slightly out of whack, you can read more about it and figure out you know, how to raise or lower or what that might mean for your day-to-day life. It's really interesting. Or your fertility, I guess. I was kind of just looking at it for my day-to-day. But um, speaking from experience, like, yeah, I definitely feel a little more empowered just knowing that all of my hormones are working and doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, that is definitely good news. Also, It is very affordable compared to similar testing. Um, Oftentimes that kind of testing can cost over $1,000. But with Modern Fertility, you can get the exact same information for just $159. That's such a good price. Yeah. Plus, you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse once you get your results. So you can get answers to questions that you might have, specific questions that are related to your results. And that is really valuable. Yeah, so it's just great information to have, very affordable price, very easy to do, comfort of your own home, don't even have to go to the doctor's office. And right now, Modern Fertility is offering Art History Babes listeners $20 off their test when you go to modernfertility.com slash historybabes. That's $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash historybabes modernfertility.com slash history babes modern fertility what else you got paul (laughs) oh man i got a list here (laughs) where do you guys want to go i Uh, know where i want to go where do you want to go nat to the second favorite paul in the room oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) we can jump jump to this one technically he's not in the room i don't know why i said it like that our second favorite paul paul mccartney paul mccartney is dead So this theory goes that um, the real Paul died in a car crash in the early 60s or mid 60s, like right at the height of Beatlemania when everybody was going crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, So the Beatles management and I guess like the record label thought that teenagers would, you know, like kill themselves and go crazy if they found out that Paul was dead. So they found a lookalike and replaced him with a guy who looks just like Paul, but his ears are a little off. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, according to all these uh, websites I found, they all seem to focus. All the comparison photos are of like pre-1964 Paul and post, and it's all about the ears. And I got to say, I'm looking at the ears right now, and they're different. It's compelling. I can't argue. Those are different ears. But to be fair, like in that second picture, he's got like all this hair, so there are like weird shadows going on. 
true also ears get bigger the lo- like the older uh-huh. you get you know like right. old people have really big well, ears because your ears the grow. fake paul's ear is smaller yeah yeah that's yeah. true actually yeah. the real paul's ear look looks kind of like a fake rubber ear or something <laughs> it does the, the real paul quote unquote. Yeah. the real paul the, the real paul's paul. ear is odd that's an odd ear but it's too I... smooth i think <laughs> The new Paul? The no, the old, the real Paul. The real <laughs> I think the real Paul has like the perfect ear. The real Paul does? Yeah. On the left? I think the real Paul's ear is weird. It just looks so perfect. <laughs> the real Paul? Yeah. We're looking at the same Yeah, picture? yeah. On the left is the real Paul. And on the right is fake Paul I with his weird I, little ear. I disagree. I think, huh. the, I think the real Paul's ear is weird. Okay. And the fake Paul has a sure. better ear. Sure. But can we agree that the ears are quite different? Yes, we can. <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> I mean, what are, are there other arguments, though? What are some of the other arguments? Um, well, I guess there are other, like, facial comparisons where they, like, line up the faces and, like, you know, draw cool lines. And, <laughs> and they're like, it's different. They're like, things don't line up. Um, <laughs> Well, then there's all this stuff about, I, I don't know which record it's on. Is it if you play it backwards or something? Oh, but it says yeah. Paul is dead oh, yeah, over and over. Yeah, Paul so is that dead. was kind of like one thing that fueled fueled this theory. Paul was dead. everybody's Paul like, the dead. other Beatles are trying to tell us that Paul died and they're just... They're just trying to tell us. Um, yeah. Whatchamacallit. Uh, John Lennon responds to that in an interview. And they have a bu- I have a book that's like the final interviews with him and Yoko Ono. I didn't realize that there was a real conspiracy yeah. that Paul was dead, but they ask him about that song and he's he like basically says that it's stupid mm-hmm. and that wasn't the intention. But I'm much more intrigued now. Because of the I, ear. All I'm saying <laughs> is look at those ears. <laughs> Before you make any decisions, right? look at the ear. Yeah, something's fishy. People so, have said that about Avril Lavigne too, right? What? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who? It's like the exact same story is that, that she, died? she died and she was replaced by a lookalike. Except I don't remember and, and Avril Lavigne mania. <laughs> no. And, and then she, what was the consequence? She married the lead singer of Nickelback? Yeah, and... yeah. They're like a true power... <laughs> couple from canada <laughs> they're like the most powerful couple in canada <laughs> so i mean i guess like there was i mean nothing like Beatlemania, but there was like an average yeah she was yeah. they even she have a deal. name for her doppelganger melissa vandella well, yeah there's also a name for paul's oh what is it we, uh, Google oh, they know this. his name yeah so apparently they held like a uh look-alike contest and this guy won um, and then they're like, this is your life now. This is your life now. And you can also do wings and uh, all this weird, <laughs> bad stuff <laughs> that the real Paul probably wouldn't have done. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that's why he and John kind of had the falling out. That's my, yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's some <laughs> things that are starting to make a lot of sense. Uh, his name's Billy Shears. Billy Shears, huh? Mm-hmm. And so how old was Billy when they found him and, and said, you're Paul now? I'm reading this this thing i guess ringo was really upset by it and he was uh <laughs> he was kind of head of putting the messages out so I was like, like we gotta tell somebody <laughs> right yeah i'm reading some like interview with ringo where he says that they felt so guilty about the deception and they wanted to tell the world the truth um are you reading from the time article uh i'm on oh. snopes oh just kidding i'm on time but it's like oh this is really strange thing. snopes says that it's true 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <Gotcha>. Snopes says true. <laughs> oh, Billy Shears was only supposed to last a week or two, but time went by and nobody seemed to notice, so they kept playing along. Billy turned out to be a pretty good musician and was able to perform almost better than Paul. The only problem was is that he couldn't get along with John. Oh. Wow. Interesting. Wow. So they found Billy while Paul was still alive? Um, <laughs> they, they had a backup for all the Beatles. This is one of those things where there's not a lot of details. Because <laughs> I, mean, I guess my assumption was that they had this contest after Paul yeah, died. Yeah, which maybe would not work out, you know, or maybe <laughs> we're having this Paul lookalike contest for no reason. Please come by. So, but Please. if they... But why would they have done it ahead of time? Like, how would they have known that Paul was going to die? Yeah, right. I don't know. Maybe all <laughs> celebrities get a lookalike, and we don't know. Maybe that's part of right? being in the Illuminati. Yeah, exactly. is that you get a lookalike, right. just in case. Just in case, and that lookalike gets a spot reserved underneath the Denver airport. Mm-hmm. Yes, and <laughs> that's where you has a crypt go. spot. Yeah. <laughs> is the car oh, accident like actually documented? Like, was there a real car accident, or is that kind of just speculation too? I think it's all documented, and if you look hard enough, you'll find every <laughs> detail. All that you're that looking you're for. <laughs> I think all the answers are documented clearly. Yeah. <laughs> this just says car crash on November 9th, 1966, after an argument during a recording session. I don't know. That's so he it. was upset. That's it. He was upset. He, he got was in the car and he not in a state crashed. to drive. Yeah. And then he crashed and died. What if the argument was about the Paul lookalike? What if he wasn't on board? For like right. the Paul look like. <laughs> so like, well, we'll just speed it's this up. It's not a bad gig, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, just look at the ears. Is all I'm saying about this one. That's my final. That's my <laughs> final thoughts. Just look at the ears. There's full documentaries on this too. I know I've, I've seen I saw one. one. Yeah, yeah. they're out there. So if you're interested, they're out there. You could definitely check those hours out. of footage. Yeah, like hours of people picking H- hours of ear comparison. <laughs> That's really all it is. Just. Just ears. Just close-ups of ears. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the next one I want to talk about that you listed, Paul, the Mandela effect. Yeah, this, this one, one has been big and fun. this one's trippy. Because I feel like, well, I'll just explain it. So this is the Bernstein, Bernstein thing. Is it an A or is it an E? Is it the Berenstein Bears or the Berenstein Bears? Right, and I remember it with an E. I actually do, but it's not (laughs) true. I actually do. I actually do remember that. Well, maybe that means you're from the alternate universe, Yeah, I'm in the wrong one, obviously. You got mixed up. You got, you crossed over somewhere. Yeah, I got in a car crash in 1966. (laughs) Here I am. So the Mandela effect, for those of you that don't know, it, this like hit hit the hit the scene a couple years back with the Berenstein right. Berenstein thing. All of a sudden, everyone was coming forward, and they were like, "All right, everybody, I need you to go back in your child minds. Was it Berenstein or Berenstein or e. bears?" And every not everyone, but the majority of people are like Berenstein. It was the Berenstein yeah. bear. Yeah, yeah, Berenstein, Berenstein. And then you go and you look at your your book, and it's spelled Berenstain, and everyone's mind was blown. My theory oh. is that it it was always stain, <laughs> but we pronounced but, it wrong. Well, 
I think that Stain is not a common ending for somebody's last name, but yeah. Steen is. Yeah. So right. we all think, well, why would it be Baron Stain? And we just right. obviously Baron Steen. Yeah, I totally mm-hmm. thought my so my feelings are yeah. exactly the same. It was like a cultural thing. It was just we just said Berenstein and then it just sure. went from there and everyone was like Berenstein, yeah. Berenstein. Even though it said Berenstein, we said Berenstein. Right. That is how I think about it too. That being said, this has this is called this is called the Mandela effect because there are other examples of stuff right. like this happening. Um, most notably, there are a huge number of people that distinctly remember Nelson Mandela dying in the early 90s. They like have distinct memories of his right, death. Right. And then he died a couple years ago. Yeah. And there are a lot of people that are like, <laughs> I swear to God, he yeah, yeah. was dead. Right. And so that's where it gets the name Mandela effect. And there Got are it. a few other <clears throat> examples. Those are the two most well known. And the the underlying idea which is fascinating and i actually really love the underlying conspiracy is that it has to do with almost like a glitch in the matrix <laughs> like it has to do with a crossover of um alternate like dimension so basically if you believe and and you know there is some science or scientific theory like not science like scientific proof but like there there are scientific theories about the case for multiple dimensions right. essentially that like at this very moment that we're existing there are infinite dimensions where everything else that could possibly ha- be happening is happening mm-hmm. right and the idea was that there was some kind of a mix up in the dimensions and like the they like split or I- i'm not sure why that would happen or yeah so basically if if you are someone that has a memory of it being Berenstein, that that is actually a crossover of like a memory from another dimension mm-hmm. where it is Berenstein. Mm-hmm. Or if you are someone that has a memory oh of Nelson Mandela dying yeah. in the early 90s, that's like a, a weird crossover from a dimension where that actually yeah. happened. And I like that the difference between two full like dimensions is one letter in a children's <laughs> book title. <laughs> That's it. That's the one like, difference. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I'm getting all of these wrong. I'm on a website for all of the examples, and I'm getting like every single one wrong. Are you from a completely different dimension, Natalie? No. I don't know. Maybe they're just playing me. What are some other ones? Forrest Gump. Was it life is like a box of chocolates, or life was like a box of chocolates? Life is. Is. Was. was. Oh. What? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's like literally my favorite movie so that's not the color life is not like in this a dimension. box of chocolates you never it's life is it's that's not what they say the color so chartreuse i'm gonna go watch Forrest Gump immediately. they have a youtube clip of it um chartreuse is it red or green green i thought it was red no i was idea. just wrong <laughs> you guys are right it's green it's like a yellow green apparently i totally thought it was a red looney tunes or looney tunes tunes being spelled like music or T-O-O-N-S. T-U-N-E-S. I haven't done this one yet, so we'll find out. T-O-O-N-S. Oh, tunes. Nope. Oh. No tunes. Okay. Well, this is complicated. Here we go. Paul's technically right, but it looks like an updated version. They have Tiny Tune, which is spelled O-O. Yeah, that's, yeah, Tiny Tune. Those fuckers. But Looney Tunes is spelled with U. Those fuckers. (laughs) And the thing about this, the Mandela effect, like, so all those examples, I honestly think are probably just, like, 
things we just yeah yeah mixed up you know like they're 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 those are like i think less powerful examples i do think the the main two especially like the mandela effect like why yeah, that's a so little many weird. people distinctly remember him dying yeah you know? like, like they saw it on the news or something yeah or yeah what um Another one, oh, another one I've heard of is, and this one, this one I don't think is the Mandela effect. I think this is just a false memory. I think this is basic psychology because, like, you can create memories for yourself. A lot of people, so they would be probably Gen Xers that were in elementary school during the Challenger launch, have distinct memories of watching that launch on TV in in class that didn't happen was never televised it it was like it was but that did not happen in like barely any yeah tvs weren't in schools Uh, yet yeah tvs weren't in school yet it was not a thing most people listen to it on the radio right like most people didn't even watch it on tvs exactly there was footage of it because that did happen but the idea that kids in elementary school are watching it like that's a false Mm -hmm. memory Mm -hmm. that didn't actually happen and a lot of people like that were elementary age at that time think that happened right like they believe they remember seeing it and that's just like a false memory implanted by society you know it's crazy but that has also been cited as the mandela effect mm, yeah so right that's just people being dumb it's spring and the weather's nice and it's gonna be summer soon so i'm trying to be fit more fit than i am which isn't a lot. So I'm trying to run. And because of that, I need a deodorant that can keep up with me. Have you found one, Jenny? I have. It's secret active. (laughs) Secret active. Stays fresh all day. It keeps me odor-free, sweat-free. Secret Active uses sweat-activated technology. It has odor-neutralizing molecules to trap odor, lock it away, and then replace it with fragrance. And it works all day long, so you don't have to be reapplying your deodorant all the time because you're good, you're fresh, you're clean. Once in the morning, and you're good to go. Couple swipes, one armpit, the other, boom. (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. In fact, Secret Invisible Sprays give you 48 hours of freshness while protecting against odor and sweat. So you don't have any of those white marks all over your stuff either. Secret Active. Pick it up at your local deodorant store today. (laughs) Find ye ye local deodorant show. (laughs) It'll be there. It's there. Um, But the Mandela effect is interesting. Because this actually relates to, I brought this up, and I don't know very much about this one. I literally just learned about it today. I've been, like, researching conspiracy theories all day. Um, uh, This dude, John Titor, Titor, T-I-T-O-R, he was um, a, that was a name that was on, um, frequented some message boards in the early days of the internet, circa, like, 2000, like, late 90s to 2000 and so very early days of the internet and he claimed to be a time traveler Mm. from the year 2036 and it was like this really big thing because he would get in like very detailed conversations with people he was like all over these message boards for a very long time and he predicted a lot of stuff and some of it kind of came true weird stuff there and his whole thing on these message boards like there's no proof of who he actually was like you can't really trace something like that but he explained 
that he was actually like the way time travel worked it's not like he was from our future he was actually from the future in like an alternate dimension um that was similar but different um and he came to our dimension before and our, our dimension at this time and he said like with time travel you can't travel like i think the the extent of time you could travel was like 30 to 60 years. You couldn't go back farther than that or uh-huh. else it would cause too many problems. Right. <laughs> and, but if um, you're from a different dimension, what does it matter? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know, man. So Maybe he's just fucked up other dimensions yeah, so right. bad that there he's like, can't really do that again. <laughs> so he kind of touched on the Mandela effect basically in, in on these message boards, like talking about how in time travel or interdimensional travel, there's just slight differences mm-hmm. that happen throughout these different dimensions. Yeah. So some conspiracy theorists, you know, cross over like the Mandela effect and the predictions of John Titor. Does he have any that we're still kind of like waiting to see? Well, so he had this prediction. He predicted it was going to happen in 2013, which it didn't, but it's still kind of scary and relevant. Um, he predicted that there, he said there was going to be a civil war and that there was a continued, like this really intense divisiveness that was happening Mm -hmm. um and that it was but it was going to end up being necessary because it was going to like make things better for the future and like some vague things but things that still kind of resonate you know and what were some of the things that he he also this was before 9-11 actually and there was apparently a post where he because he was from another dimension right so obviously he was from a dimension where 9-11 didn't happen he was, and this was before 9-11 actually happened. That's the weird thing. He's, he was like, what? He said something along the lines of like, what happened to the to the buildings or like what happened mm. to the towers or something, which is super vague and weird. But that also was posted before 9-11 actually did happen. Hmm. Creepy. John Titor. Yeah. <laughs> and this also, was on like the Nickelodeon kids forums, right? <laughs> I don't know. I literally watched a video on it today. So I'm like, no way. Like this could all, like this is all most likely crazy bullshit. But like, No, I, I've heard this one. Yeah. I just yeah. don't know that much but about it. But it's like, a, like if you're interested in conspiracy theories, he's someone to look into more just because it's like, what? Right. Like, who was this person frequenting these message boards and like saying all these things? So yeah, I mean, it's whatever. And then let's see. Oh, I wanted to hear about you mentioned about Alex Jones's recent appearance yeah, on Joe Rogan. This I want to hear about this. Great. Uh, I'm not a big Joe Rogan fan. I'm not either. I can't really get behind his whole like yeah. character. Yeah. I can't either, I just, like, man. Don't There's identify things about with what he's doing I definitely appreciate, but I just am not crazy about him. Yeah. Is he yeah. the guy that used to host Fear Factor? Yes. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Nailed it. Now right. he has a show, a, a radio show, well, and he, he has like the biggest podcast. Yeah, it's like the biggest podcast ever. Yeah. Fine. So what's great about his podcast that I really do appreciate is he does give a platform to all sorts of people. Yeah. He just right. like will give a platform to anyone that has something to say. And that I think is cool. And he like doesn't let them get away with saying whatever they want. Like he's had alt right mm-hmm. people on there and he's like grilling them. Yeah. Okay. And and there's also a video component. So like you can see these people mm-hmm. they're like I regret being on this show. <laughs> like they're like, <laughs> why did I do this? Yeah, and he, he and he 
does get into very deep conversations and he's he's very real i think he says what he thinks yeah he, but that being said i don't personally really care that much what joe right. rogan has to say a lot no. of the time but i do respect what he's doing and like i do understand why people like it yeah mm-hmm. i think he's intelligent he's one of these guys who like is always talking about psychedelic drugs yes. and like how they're gonna save the world and uh that I get kind of tired of hearing like mm-hmm. people on podcasts do that because it's such a common thing to hear. I don't know. Yeah, I've been listening to podcasts for like years, and there's been so much of that. Yep. It's also I think like drugs are fascinating and they're really interesting, but like it's a cop out not pay attention to the like dark side of them. It's like sure. oh, it's gonna psychedelics are gonna save the world. Like that's just like a really uh, right. intense position to yeah, take. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's totally on the one side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, and you're right. His podcast does get deep and it gets really out there. I don't listen to it like regularly, but if he has a good guest, you know, sure, I might yeah. listen to it. So everybody probably knows who Alex Jones is, right? Mm-hmm. He's the Infowars guy. Oh, Alex Jones. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's actually like oh, a man. real asshole. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He uh, he kind of popularized the idea that like Sandy Hook was a fake thing. Right. Yeah. And he was a big like Trump fan or something i don't know how he was connected to trump fan is like he, i don't know if alex jones is a fan of anything right i think alex jones is probably like a psychopath yeah um who is just you know out for himself and yeah, he'll yeah, yeah. say yes. whatever if you know people will, will buy more like Infowars um supplements and yes exactly like male vitality formula and yep stuff like that so um Alex Joe Rogan had Alex Jones on his show and uh Joe Rogan has this like guy who's on the show sometimes named Eddie Bravo I think and he's like a big conspiracy head but he's like really serious like I'm not that serious I think conspiracies are really entertaining yeah. but um Eddie Bravo he's a 911 guy there okay. you go perfect I think that's example the, Got it. like I okay with conspiracies my attraction to them and I love talking about them and I spend way too much time watching YouTube videos on them is because I really appreciate the impulse I appreciate the impulse that says question everything right and like yeah. and and it, it can lead you to really fascinating places totally, yeah. and I think that's important and I like that and I like that it makes me question just like basic things sometimes that being said anyone that is super serious about conspiracy theories it's like you've gone too far yeah you know like I love how like wild they can get and entertaining they can get but I think the allure of conspiracy theories is that they answer a really big question in a really simple way yeah and and that's just what people just want their questions exactly. answered and they're not comfortable with the fact that some things aren't answerable right right and it's that's why people get so invested yeah. in conspiracy theories is because it's like oh this is the answer to everything mm-hmm. and this is like a huge blanket statement that goes beyond conspiracy theories but i think whenever you think i have the answer to everything like you're wrong right. you know like, it's like always that's just not incorrect position yeah it's yeah. always incorrect no matter what standpoint you're coming from right you're wrong like that's just not the way it works and conspiracy theorists like the really deep conspiracy theorists that's what they yeah do. they're like i have all the facts I you have know, it. There's I no it other out. answer. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. I know it. I know right. what happened. As we watch the suburban garden gnome carefully, carefully without disturbing it, we notice that it moves like not at all. It's inanimate and utterly without brain function. But. 
despite that, when a garden gnome hears about how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, it's clear to them you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. But on second thoughts, maybe don't watch garden gnomes too carefully. People might talk. So Joe's friend is like a real conspiracy guy. And so immediately Eddie is like grilling Alex Jones, like, what's really going on? <laughs> like, you've talked to Donald Trump, like, what's going on in the government? Like, oh, no. tell me about the moon. Tell me about this. <laughs> oh, no. And so tell me about the moon. Tell me <laughs> they, they give like Alex like this little glass of whiskey and they're all like sipping whiskey. And then they pass around a joint and you can see like Alex is pretty fucked up. Oh, God. And then Al- Alex is like, all right, guys. You want to know what's really going on? Oh, no. <laughs> and they're like, yes, yes, we've been waiting for this. So Alex Jones talks probably for like five minutes, just like non without stopping. And the no ba- breaths. The basic, I, I have it typed here because I've the, read this sentence the basic like idea times. is that interdimensional energy vampires who feed on fear are being incarnated in human bodies on Earth to establish pedophile rings to harvest the fear that they feed on. And that's <sighs> what's going on. There it is. There it is. <laughs> hey guys, let's not profess to know everything. You could be right. <laughs> so that's like, like classic, I guess, base of like so many oh conspiracy theories goodness. is that that's just so the elite in like, so many ways. Feed on fear and that's why they're evil and that's like <sighs> they're goal right oh. is to like cause fear and mayhem where does the pedophilia come in like i don't even i guess understand. it's like where does half of that stuff come <laughs> in i don't see the origins of any of it oh he's right. such a crazy person yeah <laughs> fucking and insane. everybody's like silent like he spouts all this stuff and it's like everybody's like whoa <laughs> like we didn't know wow. you'd take it that far yeah <laughs> whoa that's it <laughs> too many supplements yeah if uh if you're interested in seeing that on YouTube, there are like some really great funny edits of of that whole segment yeah, of the show. I definitely want to. And see like, that. you can tell he's like stoned and drunk. And <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like a few weeks after that episode aired, Alex Jones went to court to like get custody of his children. Like he was battling his wife. Oh yeah. And I think his wife showed this video of like him holding a joint, and he's like interdimensional space vampires and, oh, <laughs> and i think well, he didn't a, win yeah what a moron yeah, for letting them videotape him just, right oh, oh even I if he hadn't said that, that so, so, so like yes <laughs> <laughs> she this probably paid joe rogan for. to do that yeah. <laughs> she's like joe slip him joe, a joint <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's oh that's something um okay i'm excited about this one the government experimenting with psychedelic drugs Yes, uh, MK Ultra. Yes. Yeah, so there's actually documentation for this. Yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. documentary on Netflix that I watched about mm-hmm. this where they slipped acid to a scientist who like jumped out of a hotel yeah. window. So I guess died. the only thing that we don't know about MK Ultra is like the extent of the experimentation and how many people and what happened mm-hmm. and the results. But conspiracy theorists say <laughs> that people were like reprogrammed by drugs that the government developed to like be assassins they say that about lee harvey oswald he was like an mk ultra experimentee oh. and they like 
programmed him to kill JFK. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Stranger Things is based on MK Ultra. That makes sense. That right. does make yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. How was Charles Manson involved? Um, I guess he was like a another <laughs> another <laughs> recipient. Yeah, basically, like anybody who did something really weird or like horrible, conspiracy theorists will say they were like an MK Ultra, you know, damaged person. Interesting. I mean, I guess Charles Manson spent a lot of time in prison. Yeah, so like. That's a good point. But why, like, he didn't, any, all the stuff he did didn't have any connection to the U.S. government, you know? Like, he mm-hmm. was kind of off the grid during all the crazy Yeah, things. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm sure there are, like, books that connect the dots. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know much about this one, but I do know that Stranger Things was based on it, and that there's, like, some fact to it. Yeah, it's, yeah, no, it, I know that there's documented cases of the government, like, ex- experimenting on people with like psychedelic drugs which is something they don't want us to know (laughs) but like just the fact that we found that out and that we know that i feel like stuff like that almost makes other conspiracy theories hold less weight Mm -hmm. because like the ones that we have found out about like if we can find out about that you would think we would have found out that you know the earth is flat you know what i mean like 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 if they can't keep this hidden what right. makes you think they can keep all this other and shit? I, I, I'm not sure why documents on this one were released. You know, I yeah. don't know if it was like a Freedom of Information Act thing or what. Yeah, some angsty scientist. Right. Fuck y'all! I'm gonna release yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how it happened Fuck in my y'all. head. <laughs> and then, okay, I'm like really excited to talk about this one. We've talked about this before, Paul. Simulation theory. Yeah. Which I don't know if it's entirely conspiracy. Like it's no, really more of a theory. Yeah, but it's I just, just put that one on there because it's kind of like uh this one's kind of fun to think about. I mean I guess yeah, I guess it's not a conspiracy theory, but it's um, a theory. It's a theory. <laughs> uh so I guess where people may have heard about it is when Elon Musk Yeah tweeted something about it or he was like interviewed and said that he thinks there's a high chance we live in a simulation. Yes. So it's been an idea for a long time in in philosophy, the idea that we live in like a fake world. And I guess like Gnostic Christianity, that that's like their basic idea is that we live in some like falsely constructed world, you know, by some outside force or whatever. So a few years ago, this philosopher named Nick Bostrom wrote a paper and it kind of popularize the idea of like the probability that we live in a simulated universe so his paper says that at least one of the following statements is very likely to be true statement number one is that virtually all civilizations at our pace of development will go extinct before they reach the capability of creating a simulated reality uh the second statement is that civil civilizations with those capabilities are not interested in doing that and the third statement is that we almost certainly live in a simulation so the paper kind of talks about the probability of each one of those Mm -hmm. events and in short with the universe being so large and so old the chances of a civilization reaching a point where they could simulate reality is high just because there's been so much time and there's so much room for a civilization to grow that far we're interested in making like video games and stuff we so do make simulations. why yeah, wouldn't yeah. somebody do that but i guess even if we live in one 
like you still have to go to work and stuff tomorrow so (laughs) dude that is how i feel about it too i think we've had this conversation before like so i think simulation theory is entirely plausible like it's just as plausible as every other theory about like why we're here you know like and when you look at just things like like the sims like they're simulated realities of people living their day to day if if we could make a realistic one we would yeah yeah yeah, Yeah. exactly and totally and who's to say that to whoever made this simulation we're not just fucking sims you know what i mean like like so i think and it does like i'm actually glad you brought up christianity because i've thought about this a lot and that theory does align with like a lot of religious beliefs. Yeah, it does. Because yeah. if that would mean we have a creator, you know. Right. If and you are a simulation, something created. Yeah, us. you're in a world that isn't the base level of reality. You're like in some constructed. Something created. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I totally agree. It's like, because I had this conversation with someone. I was like, what do you think about Elon Musk and simulation theory? And and he was like, what if it came out that that was true? And I was like, what if it yeah. came out that it was what, true? Like, it wouldn't like, change. Like, what would you do? <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't change our day-to-day life. Yeah, like, yeah. you would wake up in the morning and you would live your life. You'd like, still have to do your stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You'd still have to do things. And especially if we had no way of communicating with whoever created us. Or, like, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So it's just. I don't know. It's as good of an answer as any. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's fun to think about, but it's it's also crazy to think about. Yeah. But crazy. I don't um, know what I would do if it was true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's something to think about. I, once again, not even necessarily conspiracy theory, just a theory, because I don't think anyone claims that one hundred percent to be true. Well, yeah. Sure well, maybe the guy who wrote the paper. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably some people out there that are like this is fact, but um, most people that have talked about it talk about it as a theory, the same way like multi multi dimensional reality mm-hmm. theory. And then that I think probably connects to the hottest hottest take conspiracy theory <laughs> that is happening right now it's kind of all over the place in fact i read recently that like searches on google have just skyrocketed on flat earth theory flat earth theory fucking flat earthers <laughs> so before we start i the other day i was driving into my neighborhood and there was like a big white stripe coming up over the sky you know like a jet whatever and it was like going straight across over my head um or it looked like it was going straight up and um it was like two days after that spacex thing that they did oh, down in la that so was my first reaction was just like oh what is that because in my mind i was like shit's happening in the sky what is that and matthew looks at me and goes it's a plane the earth is round so bluntly i was just like oh okay and i feel dumb <laughs> So flat earth theory, I'm sure you've heard about it recently because in the past just couple of years even, a lot of celebrities have come out as flat earthers. Yeah. Uh, B.O.B. was the first like big one. Mm-hmm. And Tila Tequila. Worse. She just it's needed cool. a reason to be talked about again. It's so true. And Kyrie Irving, which is a bummer. They've kind of just like stuck by flat earth theory. So much so recently B.O.B. started a Kickstarter. <laughs> Yep. And I don't know what he's trying to accomplish. (laughs) He's trying to get people, and people are donating money to To research the cause. He wants to send Mm -hmm. 
some kind of something here. I have the link. I, I read about this guy like two weeks ago who was building his own rocket so he could yeah. shoot himself up into orbit and check it out. <laughs> check it out. <laughs> he's building it himself like he doesn't yeah. need money to do it? Yeah. For some reason, oh. he's like independently cool. wealthy and just wants to check it out. He wants to be a rocket man. <laughs> Rocket, Rocket man. man. Yeah, so his GoFundMe, well, he's made, so far, he's made $6,893 of his $1 million goal. Mm-hmm. It's expensive. Um, and he wants to la- launch weather balloons and satellites into space. Show B.O.B. the curve. <laughs> <laughs> Because oh, he wants God. to see the curve. Right. That's his main Show thing. He's like, the where's the curve? He doesn't have enough money to get in a plane, literally no. any plane, and just look out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he hasn't had a, a song that's been good. It's been out in a while. So right? I was thinking about this on the way here. Oh. I was listening to a podcast about uh, Flat Earth. It's Stuff They Don't Want You to Know. It's How Stuff, Work- How Stuff Works podcast about conspiracy theories. It's really great. They do a great job, and it's I think really good at exploring these as interesting, but mm-hmm. also debunking them in a lot of right. ways. And they they do a two parter on flat Earth. And I was listening to that on the way here, um, and thinking about this and these people that have popularized it. And dude, Bob, like his number one song was fucking called Airplanes. Sure was. And it's about flight in the air that would not be possible if our understanding of physics was all wrong. (laughs) Can't you just go like straight up and then across and then come back down on a flat disc? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Can't you just hover? Yeah. (laughs) I don't see the issue. (laughs) Do flat earthers believe that there's like an edge and there's like an end? Yes. The government's hiding it from us. Um, So essentially they believe that the earth is flat, obviously, and there is what is known as the firmament, which is like a dome, like um, Truman Show style, like a big dome on the earth. Right. And the way the earth, the map is spread out, it actually, the thing is the flat earth map looks like a standard like UN map looking at the top of the earth because according to a flat earth map, the center of the map is the North Pole, and then the outside of the how map... Do they, how do they explain the South Pole? That's the edge. Okay, so imagine imagine a UN map, like an actual map of, that's just trying to give you a two-dimensional vision yeah. of looking at the Earth from the top, from the North Pole, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're looking down and they're explaining out the map for you of the actual Earth, you're going to have the North Pole in the center, and then the South Pole is split around the yeah. edge, right? Yeah, so um, none of them have been to the South Pole is what I'm gathering. Well, not a lot of people have. That's part of their argument. Definitely no flat earthers. <laughs> but that's the, that's part of the argument. So the South Pole is the edge, and what a lot of them believe happens at the edge is there's a giant wall of ice that is blocking us. Mm-hmm. From what is on the other from side. From the wildlings. Right. Yeah, it's blocking us from what's on the other side. What a lot of flat earthers think is our like creator is on the other side. Wow. So there's a whole like... The king. I want to say like biblical yes. aspect to this. For for some, uh-huh. not all of them. Sure. But for some, there is. There's this weird like religious aspect to yeah. it. Yeah. So like B.O.B. Can I just call him Bob? <laughs> <laughs> he wants Please do. Bob wants to... Does he want to go... To the wall, or he want, just wants to 
He just wants to see the curve. He just like, wants attention. But he thinks there's no curve. So he he's... wants to get shot up in outer <laughs> space. Yeah, B.O., so can... I think that a lot of the celebrities are more like, both B.O.B. and Tila Tequila, they're like main thing have been like, show me the curve. Where's the curve? Show me the curve. And then their like argument doesn't really go any farther than that. Right. But a lot of, like, I've gone pretty deep into Flat Earth Theory because what I enjoy about it and find fascinating is like, of all the conspiracy theories, this one goes like the deepest like people yeah. get so into it there are endless documentaries i've watched several i've of watched them. a few and the, the thing that's amazing to me is like i can't argue with any of these points yeah they're actually like kind of like these weird like paradoxical points mm-hmm. that they make yes and, and the like, thing is that is kind of the art of the flat earther yeah is they're really good at debate and making things highlighting things as important Mm -hmm. that make you stop and think well maybe everything i have learned is false you know it's become this really like kind of powerful thing and it's also really fascinating because flat earth theory like is the earth flat is the earth round is something that has resurfaced throughout all of human history multiple times and it's always happened at big like almost like paradigm shifts it happened like at political moments yes like. um so the industrial revolution the protestant reformation these big shifts that change humanity those are also times where people were like there's this flat and it's complicated too because there's a lot of false history that flat earthers use to make their point like the idea that a lot of people believe that the earth was flat in the middle ages is false there is documentation that we were believing in a spherical earth all the way back to Aristotle. But flat earthers are going to go to these arguments about the Middle Ages. They're going to go to arguments about the Protestant Reformation and claim that this is all this big cover-up by those in power um, to keep us from the truth. And so it's like, to an extent, they're train of thought and their argument is kind of sound because it's already based on false information but it's based on false information that a lot of people think isn't necessarily false right you know what i mean so like it is this really complex thing and it's it's just skyrocketed more and more people believe in flat earth and more and more people are just interested in it and now, last year, there was just a Vice, Vice just did a video on it. Recently, there was the first Flat Earth conference that happened. <laughs> and it was a lot of people getting together and, and talking about why they think the Earth is flat. And, like, there was some dude who sells, like, maps of the Earth that's flat with, like, the firmament, like, the dome. Like, he sells these models to people. And... And it's interesting, too, because they interviewed some of the people and, like, there's this one woman and she was like, it's just really nice to be around people that, like, understand me and believe what I have to say because whenever I talk to people about this, like, they don't believe me. And so, like, in that sense, I was like, oh, like, because I want, you know, I obviously always want everyone to feel like they can share their ideas and stuff and like that they belong somewhere so like it kind of like (laughs) hit me like on this like personal level but at the same time it i don't know it's just a very complicated thing to try and approach because because so many of the people that believe in flat earth theory i think are really more comes from a place of 
being angry about like power structures mm-hmm. and disenfranchisement you right. know maybe maybe not the most um active way to tackle those issues <laughs> because at the heart of flat earth theory is the idea that there is this giant conspiracy of those in power that are trying to keep us from the truth right and i don't know to me that just seems like believing that in itself is like giving away your power you know what mm-hmm. i mean it's like you're giving away your power because you literally believe millions of people right have been conspiring against you right, right. you know what i mean like for this basic piece of human yeah knowledge. it's like you never had power in the first place exactly like, you yeah. never had any individual True. power like so in a way i guess maybe i i am a flat earther no I'm, <laughs> maybe i am a flat earther no I, like, feel for flat earthers in a way, I guess, which is hard. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's a hard place to be in because, like, I obviously don't believe, like, I don't agree with what they're saying, but I kind of understand the impulse Mm -hmm. to follow, to go down that rabbit hole. Right. You know what I mean? And a lot of really smart people have. A lot of very intelligent people have gone down this rabbit hole. And so, like, I understand the impulse. And so it makes me feel like, I don't know, connected to them in some way. And well, in, in the scheme of things, like we talked about Holocaust deniers earlier, like it's a fairly harmless belief system, right? Like at this point, yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> I mean, that's true. it could develop into something more, but yeah, yeah let's, at, let's hope it doesn't. But at this point in time, it's it's fairly harmless, yeah, yeah exactly. But there's that one's there's a ton on. There's so much. On There's flattered. a lot out there. There's so much out there. So if that is something that interests you, you will have no problem finding right. information <laughs> on that one. <laughs> oh, conspiracy theories! I don't think I realized how many like contemporary. Mm-hmm. There's so many more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, like I think we more. barely touched the surface. Oh no, I figured that, but still, we went through a lot. Yeah, yeah, we did. We touched on a lot. Like, we could have easily done episodes on, like, every single one of these. And we didn't even, like, like I didn't, I wanted to hear about Hollow Earth Theory. I don't even know about that one. Maybe that can be a Patreon bonus. Patreon bonus, Hollow Earth Theory. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> talk about the moon landing. We didn't really talk about right. JFK. Oh, there's so many. But, yeah, conspiracy theories. They're out there. They're out there. They're fun. They're interesting. Entertaining. They're entertaining. Yeah. They make you think about things in weird ways. Mm -hmm. For sure. Lucifer. (laughs) The horse of my nightmares. That's all I gotta say. Me too. Same. Good night. From Do you know what they call um, Super slime in the UK? Like the Nickelodeon style slime? Gunge. Oh, gunge. Yeah, yeah um, gunge. Gunge time live. That sounds dirty. The Art History Babes podcast is made possible by support from our lovely listeners via Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash arthistorybabes to help keep the Art History Babes going and for access to bonus content. Geico presents, oh, not again, another voicemail from your roommate. 
Hey man, so I was in a rush to get to work and I left the back door open. Could you shut it? I left it wide open. Uh, while you're there, could you also turn off the oven? And all of the burners. <laughs> My mom never let me use the oven. I wonder why. <laughs> The GEICO Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if it's your roommate's first time operating an oven. Visit GEICO.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance.